you give driving lessons, then when you introduce yourself, you normally say something like, Hi, my name's Bert. I'll be your driving instructor for the day. What you don't normally say is, Hi, I'm your driving instructor for the day, but you can call me Master Bert. If you did, people wouldn't take you very seriously. Yet in the Eastern arts, that's just what everyone does. Sifu, Sensi, Master, Guru, today... The Teapot Investigation Team look into the use and abuse of titles in Tai Chi, in society and everywhere else below the ozone layer. series of things distracted as usual by events in Spain. As some of you may know, I've lived and worked a good chunk of my life in Spain, the land of sunshine, siestas, bullfights and corrupt politicians. And although at the moment I'm in the UK, my heart and spirit still resides overseas, particularly this week, as a particular crop of dodgy olives got booted out of government. But I digress. Having two countries, languages and cultures is an interesting balancing act and one that keeps me always thinking about ways in which I can still do the things that are important from a distance. Since I stopped teaching a regular Tai Chi class ooh, 18 months ago now, I've been putting that energy and time into finding alternative ways of teaching, exploring online channels such as Teachable and Udemy. All this has meant redefining the teaching of the art, not because the technology has meant I can now teach holographically or in some way more authentically than in a classroom. Clearly, this is still not the case. It has, however, meant I can explore other content, another curriculum, and reach another audience. Three things not to be sniffed at. This last month, for example, I've been compiling a new Udemy course on learning the Tai Chi form, exploring not only the postures, but why it's taught the way it is, the length it is, the format, the process, and eventually asking questions about its adaptability and relevance in these times. This is something I would never have done if I'd carried on teaching the same way as always these last 25 years, following the same format, going to a class, working posture by posture alongside a group of others. With distance, you can explore other ways of teaching and introduce new forms of content. So online teaching has been one area of work, but other formats challenging this classic weekly session appear more and more. Let me tell you briefly 
about one. Most of you will have heard of Airbnb, the online accommodation alternative to rip-off hotels, smelly old B&Bs and monopolistic tourist chains. Well, at last, in the UK, Airbnb, the newest monopolistic digital platform, have introduced the Airbnb experience. You can now book time with people, learn their skills, soak up a little of their energy and enthusiasm. And this has given me an idea to another way of teaching. I'll explore this concept more in a future podcast that will focus on technology and teaching. Meetups, experiences and online platforms. But for now, anyone interested can do a search on Airbnb experiences, track me down in Devon and see what sort of stuff I'm playing with. All very beta, of course, but curious. Anyway, all of this has brought me round to thinking about not only what we convey, but how we convey it. You see, traditionally one conveyed skill, experience, knowledge through certificates, belt, colours, uniforms, hairstyles, adopted names, initials and styles. Well, many still do, sadly. However, this did give people some form of reference. But Chinese arts don't do this as well as the Japanese ones without gradings and belts and hierarchies so present in Japanese styles. The Chinese arts have had to rely more on lineage and tradition. Yet even here, these values are being questioned in themselves. Often, an over-reliance on these results in an incestuous complacency, a stagnation of ideas and techniques that freezes an art in time and space until an outsider emerges to nudge things on, to encourage a little evolution. Any brief look back over the history of Tai Chi will show dozens of such cases. Take a look back at the images of Tai Chi grandmasters, for example, in their satin suits with their ponytails swinging behind and their collections of adoring students at their knees. And then look to see how many Tai Chi schools are marketed today in the same way. This is why I've little time for lineage, for family names, for titles in the world of Tai Chi and martial arts. I've, I've, I've not even got time for those that cling to the cliches of Sifu, Sensi, Master and Guru. I, it denotes for many a, a certain smugness. I know I'm going to be shot down for saying it, but you just don't get this anywhere else than in the Eastern arts. And that's the problem with titles, you see. Adopting titles divides people. It creates distance between people. It seeks not to bridge differences, but to highlight them. Now, this is perfectly fine if you're an aristocrat, a senator, an ambassador, a councillor, your majesty, professor, doctor, captain, general, your holiness. These titles, ranks, these hierarchies bind together a class of people who benefit from their exclusivity. And the intention there is clear. It's to separate them from you or I. I was really impressed the other week when a BT engineer came round to repair a cut cable in my flat that I had accidentally snipped. His mastery of the cable was far more impressive than any form I could possibly display, yet when I inquired about his name he told me it was Tony, not Sifu Tony, nor Master Tony, nor the right royal member of BT. This is just part of the story. It's this fixation on names, titles, certificates, family lineage that in theory is meant to denote competency, but these days means nothing at all. 
Such terms have been hijacked by social media everywhere, hijacked by every corporate organisation in its training and advisory fields, and by every new age group, blogger, alternative cafe or whole food library in town. Everything has just become a sad cliché in the 21st century. If you really must use another name, use one that no one will take seriously, such as Teapot Monk. I don't mind if you want to use it. No one is going to think that such a lineage really exists. And and for anyone unsure, let me just set the record straight here. I'm not a teapot, a monk, a Taoist, a Tai Chi master, a Sifu, a sage, a sensi, or a guru. Drop the titles, drop the cliches, become who you are. Hmm. Oops, that one slipped in, didn't it? Apologies for that. Well, that's it for today's episode. Feel free to disagree and write and tell me why I'm an upstart. Leave a comment on any social media platform and I'll attempt to defend my position without being defensive, if you know what I mean. In the meantime, do take a look at the Airbnb Devon experience. It's an interesting slot that's opened up. And although you may not wish to come and train with me in the morning on a beautiful Devon beach, it might give you some ideas about how you can offer your skills to people in your area. And watch out for the new Udemy course on the Tai Chi form out in less than two weeks. If you've done my complete immortal course, then you'll qualify for a free code. Otherwise, it'll sell at some ridiculously cheap price that only another monopolistic company like Udemy can get away with. But what can you do these days of digital globalisation? Thanks for listening. I'm the Teapot Monk, and this was episode 5 in the 10 series. Want more on Tai Chi videos, articles, free books, online training? Come over to where else? TeapotMonk.com. See you next month on the 10th. Thank you.